Awesome. Hey, this is Trey Carmichael. I am the CEO of Carmichael Business Solutions and the co-founder of Virtually Limitless. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsas. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, they can inspire real change. It is now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and listeners, I have a, a wonderful guest here with me today. His name's Trey Carmichael. He's a young business consultant that has been doing business in some way, shape, or form since he was a child. From hustling kids in the hallway with candy, starting a non-profit organization, and selling drugs in, in high school, and working with business owners since he was just 18 years of age. And he's, he's been labeled as the 22-year-old system genius, the Swami of Systems. And he'll tell us more about that, the connector and the link by business owners, show hosts around the world. He's also the host of the Virtually Limitless podcast, where he interviews impact-driven entrepreneurs and industry experts along with Andrea Adams-Miller, CEO of the Red Carpet Connection, and Justin Matter, an unstoppable high-performance and accountability coach for entrepreneur leaders. Hey, Trey, welcome to the show today. I'm glad to be here, brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome, man. Hey, uh, tell us a little bit more about your background. Man, so it's actually kind of a trip. Uh, everybody Everybody wants to know about my backstory and I'm getting more and more used to telling it, but a few years ago, I was addicted to drugs. I was dealing drugs, and I really didn't think that I was going to live to see 21. Mm-hmm. And a very good friend of mine, Kyler Gifford, came back into my life at just the right time when things got at their absolute worst. Right when I was willing to change, he found me, and he kind of led me through figuring out who I was. He gave me an opportunity in his real estate business, which was to kind of run his marketing systems and start getting him ranked on Google, get him a website built, all that fun stuff. And within three months, I actually made him the top producer in his real estate office. And that's kind of my quick version of my backstory. Oh, awesome, man. And um, I, I love it how you, you know, you just to deal with drugs, but then you talk about everyone wants to know my trip. And it's like, oh, that sounds, there's a bit of a, Bit of a pun there, but it's all good. Hey, um, tell us, uh, whereabouts are you based? I'm actually about 45 minutes from Austin, Texas. I'm in a, I'm in a small town called Wimberley. Oh, awesome. I love Texas. I used to go there all the time. I used to go there about four or five times a year. I used to go to Plano, uh, Texas, just outside of, just near Dallas, right? Awesome. Yeah, I, I go to Dallas a lot. I've got a couple business partners up there. 
Yeah, excellent. Hey, here's a question for you. Hey, who's your favorite leader? Now, this person could be alive or they could be dead, in other words, from history. So who's your favorite leader and why? My favorite leader, the one that's probably had the most impact on me is going to be Napoleon Hill. I, uh, when I was, when I was very much like starting to change my life, the first two personal development books that I read were outwitting the devil and, uh, think and grow rich. And to this day, I practice most of the principles that I learned from those books and I teach those to other people. And that's kind of the definition of a leader is that they pass things down and then it's important enough to keep getting passed down. So that's the leader that's impacted me the most. Yeah, listen, so if you're a leader out there, don't just hang on to stuff that you're learning. If you've got something to share, share it with people because that's our responsibility, right? If we want to go out there and help as many people as we can, which is really, really important. Then Think and Grow Rich, what an awesome book that is. I've learned so much from that book and just got to keep going back to it, right? You got to keep back going back and revisiting it all the time. Absolutely. Those are two of the only books I've reread. Oh, awesome, man. Hey, we've got a, this show, the title of the show is Leadership is Changing. There's so much happening in the world today. And, you know, you started off talking about you've got to a situation whereby you had to change. You were willing to change and do some change. When we talk about leadership is changing, what does that mean for you? When we talk about leadership is changing, I think that I think that leaders very much need to have different characteristics than maybe they did in the past because the majority of leaders they're hard like let, let's use the let's use the entrepreneurial world as an example we've got the hardcore closers the grant cardones and all these people that they it, it almost feels like they just want to yell at you all the time when in my opinion a leader is supposed to be compassionate they're supposed to be giving they're supposed to take care of the people around them where i feel like the majority of gurus are kind of out there teaching people fluff. They're not teaching people the things that are going to actually help them get to the next level, or they're charging you thousands of dollars, or they're just yelling at you on the internet. I don't think that's a proper leader. Okay. And so what, what do you think they need to do differently? Build community, like build an yeah. actual, build an actual culture and an ecosystem around what you do that is actually accepting, that brings people in, that brings people of all different ideologies, belief, etc., into one place, and like cultivate that community. Let it grow. Let the people in your community grow. When you feed the people in your community, they feed you. Nice. Feed the people in your community, they're going to help feed you as well. So, yeah, great. So bring the community of people together as a leader. That's our role is what I'm hearing here from Trade, that he's saying bring them together, give them the opportunity, let them help others. Uh, really great, cool. Hey, so Trey, you're, you're a, uh, a young guy in, in business and doing things and that. And uh, what is it in particular that you're looking for from leaders today? The biggest thing that it comes down to me for – that I'm looking for in a leader is compassion. And when I'm looking for leaders for me personally, I'm looking for people that have been where I've been and have what I want to have. And I'm learning to look past the, uh, the surface level of it, where, for instance, we've got the Two Comma Club Award, where that's put on a pedestal, where if you've got a Two Comma Club Award, you're the guy, you must know your stuff, where... If you sell two con two half a million dollar condos for a real estate company, they give you a two comma club award. So 
you have to kind of look below the surface and figure out what people are doing and what and if they're actually showing up and how they're showing up every day. And it comes down to the way they treat their people. That's the biggest thing that I look at. Yeah. So how they treat the people, how they show up. It's really important, and that compassion, as you talk about, right? So that's really, really good. Um, I'm just taking notes here. I think it's that's fantastic what you're sharing there. The, what you mentioned something about the service. I think there is a lot of leaders out there today whereby they look good. This is how I say it: they look good, they smell good, but it's very much a surface thing. If you dig a little bit deeper, there's not much there. Is that, is that what you're saying? That they need to have something that they have to been done it, or they understand where you're where you're going as well and helping you get there. I like to have a balance of both. I like to, I like to, when I'm looking up to somebody, I like to find people who have actually been where I've been at and experienced the things that I've experienced because they know how to conquer the problems I'm dealing with. Yep. Good, good. That's excellent. Yeah. So then they come along with some, what I call experiences, but war stories as well, right? Some examples whereby you go, oh, and then you can relate to it because that's where you're going to learn a lot from them uh, for sure. Yeah. Hey, so in your business and industry, that how's that changed of late and, and how what impact has had that on you? So lately, it's kind of interesting. Everybody wants to everybody wants to go online right now, and it's not even so much that everybody wants to. Everybody, nobody has a choice right now. Like there's there's people there's a whole lot of companies that have never had to work virtually. They've always been used to going into the office, and now there's a lot of things slipping through the cracks because they can't just take a walk down the hall and go talk to Janet. Like they can't do that anymore. So there's things slipping through the cracks and there's more business owners coming to people like me. Surprisingly, the young guys, the college kids, they're coming to us and they're like, how do we communicate? Y'all do this every day. And like, so now, whereas I used to have to fight for trust a lot of the time being the young guy, now there's a lot of people kind of coming to me and trusting me because I am the young guy that's grown up on the internet and because I, it is my life. Yeah. So you know what? We, we in, in the corporate world used to take uh, young graduates, as we call them, and bring them into the organization and pair them up with a vice president, a senior vice president, that type of thing, and for them to mentor them. But we would also talk about the reverse mentoring. So in other words, it's exactly what you just talked about, right? It's about how you now are coming in, and that's that reverse mentoring. It's helping others understand what they can do because you come from you've grown up in a world where it's been virtual. You've been able to do that. So others are coming to you to ask how they can adapt and move through things uh, as well, which is, which is great to see, right? Absolutely. And I do want to point out that in my book, that is a perfect example of leadership because like, like the title of your show, leadership itself is changing. Everything right now is changing and you have to be willing to hear new perspectives or you're not a very good leader. Great. So, yeah, listen is one thing and listen to different perspectives for sure. And, and Trey, just based on what you just said there, if there was one thing that leaders uh, in business, uh, sorry, that they could change a business as a leader today, what would the one thing be? So if, if you could in business today change something as a leader, what would that one thing be? To always lead with value and for people to stop selling people things that aren't actually going to solve their problem. Okay, excellent. So sell, always add value and stop selling things that people that may not actually solve people's problems. In fact, I think that goes back to what you just said before, right? So if you actually listen to people, listen to what they actually need, then you can provide the right solution to them, right, and the right value. Yeah? Yes, sir. Exactly. Hey, so 
you would know a lot of people out there who are working for bosses, I, I presume, the people out there who, you know, mates of yours, other people that you've worked with in the past who work for bosses and have leaders that they work report into. What are their expectations as employees today? What, what are they looking for? What are they looking for? Hmm. So the majority of people aren't looking to be micromanaged. I know that. And it's oftentimes it's actually easier to look at what people aren't looking for than what they are looking for, because that's usually going to be more in common with the group of people that you're going to find, because everybody's looking for something a little different. And you can find you can find a lot of different things in one place. So it really it comes down to what people don't want, in my opinion. And people don't want to be micromanaged. They don't want to have someone over their shoulder. They want to be trusted a little bit, and they want to feel like they have a little bit of power. And honestly, a lot of bosses, like one of the, one of the biggest things that I think separates a lot of companies is a lot of people, they want to build leaders in their employees, whereas other people, they want to build followers. So they kind of talk down to them. They don't really treat them that great. Whereas the the companies who are building leaders, they're thriving. Where the and but yet they don't have to. They don't have to micromanage. They don't have to do all of those things that the, just the employee just doesn't want. Yeah, yeah, great. Oh, that's awesome. So they they they're actually out developing leaders. They're developing the people for the future, and versus other other organizations are actually building followers and you just don't want followers right you want the leaders you want people to step up and you've got to give them the opportunity the environment for them to be able to thrive and and shine the terminology i tend to use trey a lot is uh, multipliers versus diminishers so are you a multiplier that sort of allows people to get out and then do what they need to do or are you somebody that holds people back and diminishes them and i think you're talking about the multipliers would that be right exactly 100 so our world is changing so quickly right now, right? There's so much going on. What do you think, and, and based on what you, you, you know, the people you're working with, what makes a leader successful today in this fast-paced, ever-changing world? In this fast-paced, ever-changing world, you have to be willing to pivot. And this kind of goes back to listening and being aware of what's going on around you. But you have to be willing to pivot to what's happening. If you If you won't pivot then you end up falling off when something happens. Whereas I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but it, but there's a lot of companies out there that were made through events like this, just because they were willing to pivot and give people what they needed in that time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, I think there's a lot of, lot of organizations. There's a lot of new, new innovation, new ideas, new businesses that will get born out of this the pandemic that we're going through right now, the crisis, uh, when we went through the global financial crisis as well, uh, there was new things being born out of that, right? So, you know, and you've already said as well, for just for you, you got to a stage in your life whereby something had to change. And then as a result of that change, you've gone off to do some really great things, right? Absolutely. But if I hadn't have been willing to change, I literally would have died. Yep. And that's the case with most businesses at this moment right now. The what? Yeah, that's that's a way, good way of saying it, right? So if they're not willing to change, they will they will die. I mean, here's a great example of what you and I have already seen over the years, and that's been Kodak, right? I mean, they didn't change with uh, with the way of the digital world and going with the digital camera. Did they have one? Yep, they had one, but they didn't go with it, and so they got left behind, right? 
And I remember doing an event in San Francisco and uh, in Silicon Valley, actually, and we had one of the vice presidents, maybe even senior vice president, walk in the room, and he's late to the workshop. And we were like, oh, what's up? Oh, he just did a speaking gig. And uh, at the speaking gig, somebody else announced that the yellow cabs, or I think it's the yellow cabs in San Francisco, had just filed for bankruptcy because Uber had come in and change the world, right? And so, yeah, I think I think you're right. It's, it's the ability to be able to pivot. And, um, yeah, you're seeing a lot of people who aren't pivoting, who are trying to do the same old, same old and not getting this, uh, very good results. And they're wondering, they're sitting there scratching their head going, Ooh, what's going on? It's not working for me. So, yeah, it's interesting. Hey, um, in your eyes, where do you – if I got to say to you, hey, okay, Trey, bring out your crystal ball here. Let's uh, think about the future – where do, where do you think leadership will be in the next five years? Where do you see it going? I see leadership being less look at me, look at me, look at me, do exactly what I say, and it becoming more community. Like the leader has to be willing to go into his community to stay in touch with his people. And I feel like that's where a lot of leaders are going wrong right now. They, they're putting themselves up on these pedestals and they're losing touch with the people that look up to them. Great. Yeah. So if they're on the pedestal, uh, and you can easily fall off that pedestal as well, um, but they're not really in touch with their people. So how do they get in touch with or How do they stay in touch with their community? How do they build it and how do they stay in touch with it? What, what are some things that they could use? So it all starts with your – in my opinion, it all starts with your company culture and just knowing that everybody – in your company shares the same values and wants the same things for your clients. Everybody has to want to see them win. And I do want to stress here that when I say that everybody has to share the same values, that doesn't always mean beliefs. That doesn't always mean religion, etc. That That goes back to a leader needs to be accepting, but you need to share the same core values and just establish that throughout your entire community and throughout your inner circle so that that carries out into the rest of the community. Yeah, great. No, beautiful stuff. Um, and yes, being able to have the values, but you know, still be you, right? Still still be you, still be Trey, still be Dennis. Yeah, yeah. But um, being able to sort of have a common set of values that everyone can sort of buy into. The other thing I was going to ask you around that, so community, right? So with today, with uh, social media, technology is another way I would put it. With technology today, and based on your knowledge around that space, what can leaders use today to stay or build that community or stay in touch with their people using technology? What would you say are some good ideas? Build an actual ecosystem. Mm. Like, and when I say that, I mean, if someone lands on your website, if someone lands on this, if someone opts into this, what automatically happens after that to actually keep them engaged with you? What kind of content are you actively creating that actually speaks to that audience that you're trying to reach? Like, how are you continuing to engage them? Like, what are you putting out? What questions do they have? How can you provide them value? And then figure out the answers to those questions. And then it all comes down to, where is your target audience? Yeah. Are they on Facebook? Are they on TikTok? Are they on Instagram? The majority of people are going to tell you, oh, you need to be on everything. It's not 100% true. Hmm. That's not 100% true. You eventually want to be on everything, but you want to start with where your clients are. And for a lot of people, that's Facebook. 
And Facebook actually has the Facebook communities now. Well, they've had it forever, but they're very much favoring them right now. And it's one of the most powerful ways to start building a community. And there's all kinds of fun things that you can do where when people join your group, you can collect their email and trigger a welcome sequence and then all kinds of cool stuff like that just to keep them engaged. Yeah, yeah, great. And so it's just but like if we think about the older days, if I can put it that way, even today, right? So if you, somebody walks into a bricks and mortar shop, right? In other words, there's a shop and they go down the street and they can walk into it. Uh, they can look at the window and they can look inside and see is that the kind of watch I want to buy? Is there any kind of jewelry I like or any kind of clothes or shoes? And if they don't see it, then they tend to sort of just walk. Or they might go into the shop, you might try and help them, but they don't see anything that they want of value. Uh, you may not actually say hello to them as a, as a store owner, and then they just walk. I think it's the same thing, though, from a technology perspective. It's about how we can hook them in a good way by adding value to people is what I'm hearing you say, Trey, and I think that's that's really quite cool. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's so many automated ways that you can do that. So if somebody does come to your Facebook group, page, whatever it is, uh, LinkedIn, wherever they're going, then how can you send them automated stuff so then they can they can do it? I didn't hear you say bombard them with stuff. I didn't hear you say send them 50,000 emails. I just heard you say where you can add value to them, right? Is that Would that be right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and if you don't add value, well, what, what do they tend to do? If you don't add value, then they unsubscribe, they block your email address, and they don't want to see your stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. So they sort of tend to, what we'd say, where a lot of people today with leaders, if they're in a corporation or a business and uh, they don't see the right leadership, they tend to use their feet and they will vote with their feet. Uh, the same online, they will vote with their finger. They will click and they'll go and they'll just do what you just said, Trey. So absolutely, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's really, really interesting to see. Yeah. Hey, um, what makes a really good leader nowadays? What what are, I mean, you've shared some things about compassion, about the ability to listen, value. Is is there something else that leaders are missing today that they really need to take on board outside of what you've already shared? It really just comes down to compassion and authenticity, man. Oh. Like when you put yourself out there in an authentic way, mm-hmm. you're going to attract people that are like you. And then when you actually have compassion for those people, they're going to stick around. Yeah. And if you don't, they go. And so it's as simple as that, right? And they just walk away. It's really, really simple, right? So compassion, but also being authentic. And the authentic bit is really, 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 really smart stuff that you're saying there because if you're not authentic, people can see right through you and uh, they will go. So it's really interesting. And you don't have to be a leader to be authentic. You, you, Everybody needs to be authentic, right? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah it's actually kind of funny because you see people who put on a persona yeah. when they go online, when they're making the videos, et cetera. And then those are the people where, where when you talk to them behind closed doors, they're like, man. None of these people think like I think. I just can't <laughs> I can't resonate with any of them. And it's like, well, yeah. be real. Hello. Show them who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there, is a, there is a solution. What is that? Go look in the mirror. There it is. There's the problem, right? <laughs> yeah, for yep. sure. For sure. Hey, um there are no business problems, only life problems reflected in your business. Yeah, that's cool. I've got one more question for you. And that is 
what are young people today, whether we call them millennials, whatever you call them, doesn't matter what we, younger people today, what are they wanting uh, well, what do they want in leadership? What do they want in leadership? They want to be heard. They want to be accepted. Like, that's what it comes down to. They want somebody that they can resonate with yeah. that actually cares about them. So, again, it's just authenticity, authenticity and compassion, man. Yeah. It's pretty cut and dry. It is. Yeah. And it keeps coming up, right? So, but um, being heard. So, that's where, in other words, their voice is being heard, being accepted. In other words, being acknowledged for what they're saying, but also being accepted and then resonate and care about them. So uh, that's really cool. Hey, Trey, um, thanks for joining us on the show today. If our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where, where should they go? They can go to Facebook and find the Virtually Limitless Entrepreneur Community, or they can go to treycarmichael.us, and they can actually grab a PDF about that's like the 14 different ways that I built my multi-million dollar network. Oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, hey, thank you so much for joining us on the call today uh, or on the show. It's been brilliant to have you here. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they've been downloaded. Have a listen to them, put a review, and share them with your network and your friends. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me, feel free to uh, send about the show, but send me an email. Or if there's a question you want me to ask my guests or on the Ask Dennis episode, which comes out every week, if there's a question you want to ask me, feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. And uh, team, just check out my Facebook group, uh, Leadership is Changing. Love to see you on there and uh, sharing some of your thoughts and insights as well. Hey, listeners, great to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.